Today I interview Chris Ciaccanelli. Chris Ciaccanelli is not only the president and CEO of the world's largest in-home party company specializing in intimacy and sexual health, he's also an advocate for women across the globe, inspiring and motivating each woman he meets to stand up and take control of her financial future. Since he joined the Pure Romance team in 2000, Chris has engineered explosive growth, taking the company from $3 million in revenue to well over $250 million. With consultants in every U.S. state and Puerto Rico, plus expansion markets in Australia, Canada, and New Zealand, Chris is the author of the book, The Secret is You, How I Empowered 250,000 Women to Find Their Passion and Change Their Lives. In The Secret is You, author Chris charts his two-decade journey transforming Pure Romance into the world's largest in-home virtual party company of its kind while also sharing his innovative approach for empowering women to make successful intramuneers themselves. So sit back or enjoy the interview while you're running or in the car, wherever you're doing it, just enjoy the interview. Lance, thanks so much for having me. It's fantastic having you. I really feel, feel privileged speaking to you. Um, where am I speaking to you from today? So today I'm in LA. Um, I'm actually ah. doing some things out on the West Coast, but I am, uh, you know, in Cincinnati, Ohio is actually where I'm located uh, pretty much every other day except today. Are you finding that you're traveling more now? Um, you know, that lockdown is being lifted in the States. You know, I'm finding myself traveling uh, more than I was, you know, say last year in this time frame, um, but not as much as I traveled previously. Previously, I would travel about 225 to 250 days a year. Wow. Uh, but yes, now all of a sudden, now I'm starting to do a little bit more traveling. I'll never probably ever go back. I think COVID just taught me some things about, you know, I can do some things remotely. You do things over, over Zoom. Um, I probably won't ever go back to 225. However, I'll make sure I, you know, maybe cut it in half. I think that's what's going to happen. So, uh, and are the airports busy there now or busy? Yeah. And do you have I to would, wear a mask when you're on the plane and all those kind of things? Oh yes. The airports are busier. Um, and yes, I mean, here's the crazy, the crazy part is the airports are busy, but nothing's open. You can't get any food, no water. Um, and it, it it's very, very uh, crowded. Now people are wanting to get out one in travel. Yes. The mask mandate is in full effect. Um, they will take you off of a plane if you do not have your mask on. So um, that is something that is happening 100% here in the United States. Mm. And my other get to know the guest question is Cincinnati. Uh, you know, obviously I've watched WKRP. I'm that old. Uh, <laughs> but what do you love about Cincinnati? What keeps you living in Cincinnati? Uh, you know, it's a people. I have, it's such great people, uh, such a thriving business community, you know, a lot of uh, great brands like Procter & Gamble, Western and Southern, uh, uh, American Financial. There's just so many things that, that are there in Cincinnati. Uh, but I, I would say more than anything, it's this hometown feel. Uh, I love being there. Uh, I've lived uh, at uh, other places in the, in, in the United States, but I always keep gravitating back to Cincinnati. So my kids love it. Uh, great place for good climate. Um, you know, the only bad part is we don't have any mountains or, or ocean, but other than that, you know, we can drive to them. Fantastic. So Chris, could you start telling, or could you start by telling the listeners about your career and mm -hmm. how, you know, how you got involved with Pure Romance and a bit of an overview of Pure Romance, although I'll ask you more about it more at the end of the interview. 
Yeah, uh, my career kind of uh, states back. I got out of college. I went to a small school up in Northeastern Ohio called Mount Union College, played college football there, uh, was offered a job to go back down to Atlanta, Georgia, which was awesome, right? I mean, I lived in Ohio pretty much most of my life. So I got the uh, option to go down and work at a company that was called the Maxim Group that was down in Atlanta. Awesome job, able to go out there, started off in the merchandising department, moved into the marketing department. And then from that point, they were like, we're going to put you into running stores. This was a floor cover and retail chain, right? They, you know, $1.2 billion market cap. Um, and I was moving up pretty rapidly with the organization to the point where they put me on this new project. And it was going to be kind of interesting. They put me on this new project that was going to be called Everything Decor. This was, this was big back in 1998. <laughs> People were going to actually buy things on the internet and they brought us back in. I'm like, who would buy anything on the internet? Right. Like (laughs) it was this kind of crazy idea that you could go and you could buy home furnishings. You could be buying carpet, floor covering, all of that. So I remember going and doing this, this job where I'm getting to meet all these different CEOs from Benjamin Moore, Sherman Williams, Shaw, Mohawk. And it was a really cool gig Um, up until 2000 when my mother knocked on my door and said, Hey, I want you to come back to Cincinnati and I want you to help me grow this business. Now, the business that she was looking me to grow was a business called Pure Romance. Now, got to remember, my mom was ni- is 1983. I was eight years of age when my mom started this in the basement of our house. Wow. She had grown it from that time, from 1983 till 93. She had acquired about 300 people to start working with her, you know, sales associates start working with her, took the business from, you know, basement business to a million dollars. I always looked at this as kind of my mom's play business. And I'm like, I am not coming back to Cincinnati, Ohio (laughs) and selling beauty, bath, intimacy items. If I come back there and I throw away my career because I'm going to go back and sell relationship enhancement items, I'm going to get a job nowhere in the world, right? That's what happened. And so I ended up going back because at that time, my mom had just built the business in Cincinnati and Detroit, Michigan. And her and I talked about uh, the opportunity of really scaling this business. She saw something out there in the marketplace that allowed people to feel comfortable about talking about their relationship, about talking about how to keep spark and spice back into their romance. Mm. And she brought me back in. She said, I want to grow this and I want to give every woman an opportunity that they can go out there, get the kids on the bus in the morning, get the kids off the bus at night, be able to be there for them, but also for in consumers that are wanting to make sure that they they keep the doors of human communication open in their love life for their relationship. So they stay together. Mm-hmm. And I remember that I said, okay, what's our game plan? She goes, I sent you to college to figure that out. You went to, you've got a big time job. That's why I brought you back was to figure <laughs> out how to scale this. So my mom was really into products and into training. My job was how to scale the business and how to teach the entrepreneurs how to grow their business. Mm-hmm. So the first year we went from a million to four, four to eight, eight to 16, 16 wow. to 32. That was, that was our track record. And all we really did was we went across the country in a moving truck and we went from city to city to city looking for people that wanted a business opportunity first. That was our biggest thing. People that wanted a business opportunity. Second was people that wanted to be consumers of the product. And we couldn't even fathom the amount of attention that was coming from this at that time. So for us, uh, we were able to scale this, you know, pretty quickly. And today we do over, over $350 million. We have 41,000 wow. brand ambassadors that are out there selling beauty, wellness, and relationship enhancement, or better yet, intimacy products. Mm-hmm. And people have done very well, you know, your partners oh, or yeah. your resellers. And you mentioned them in the book, how well they've done working with you. 
Oh, it's amazing. I think, you know, our top person last year uh, built a $32 million organization, uh, wow. you know, making, you know, close to $1.6 million a year. Um, you know, some of our top selling sellers, you know, we had over 500 women hit over selling six figures last year. Sure. Um, so again, it, it is something that's very interesting that we're seeing this kind of this change out that's going on out there with the resellers. I mean, last year, COVID was very good for us. The business increased over 50% last year um, wow. for people that were looking at side hustles. When you have 24 million people laid off or unemployed, they're looking for something that's going to be able to help them have some side income, some side hustle money. And that was another reason we kind of took off last year. Sure. That's incredible. And maybe I can just touch on that because I was very interested to read about your business growing during COVID. And then also that you, when you look and you plan for your year ahead, you actually think that something negatively will happen to affect your business in one shape or another. Can you tell us why that thinking and why you think that way? Because, you know, when you speak to business people, they all think, you know, optimistically and stretch targets and this is what we're going to achieve. And it seems like you think slightly differently. Can you explain that to us? You know, it's so funny. I had this conversation yesterday with somebody else and they said, what's the first thing that you think of when you wake up? And the first thing I think of is, okay, what's wrong, right? What's going on? That That's the mindset I wake up with, you know, because, you know, doing this for the last 21 years, you know, there's always fires to put out. There's always something going on. But I live with this mantra that if I'm going to set the BHAG goal, say I'm going to set this goal that's up here and say 20% growth or whatever. I plan every year for 15% of the year to be out of my control. To, mm. For something to knock on my door and something I wasn't expecting, you know, it was this, you know, uh, a, a machine broke down a, I have to invest more capital here. I might lose a top salesperson every year. I budget that in because I don't think, I don't think business owners budget that kind of 15% life happens to you, mm. things that you cannot control. I mean, last year who could control COVID, right? Nobody. Nobody can control COVID. It happened. And business owners, we have to be able to pivot. I know that's an overused word this year, um, <laughs> but we have to be able to think, you know, plan for bad things to actually happen. I can't live in this kind of Pollyanna world that thinks everything is going to be great. Everything's going to be, you know, copacetic. No. And I think that that's what I teach our business owners, because if you don't think about the bad things that can happen when they happen, have you put money away to be able to purchase them? A flat tire can really put a small business out of, out of business. Like, oh my gosh, I got to come up with $500 or better yet for anybody that's in South Africa, I got to come up with, you know, I got to come up with 5,000 Rand or 50,000 Rand to be able mm. to do this kind of stuff for, mm. for my family. That's a big number uh, for some people or people weren't planning on uh, having to invest in inventory because ports are shutting down. You can't get any inventory. Um, sure. You know, we already, we plan for that. We plan for that every year. So some people look at it and it might be a little bit negative. I look at it that I'm playing in realistic terms. Yeah. I can't control 365 days. And of those 365 days, 15% of those days, something's going to happen that I can't, I, I got to be able to work through. Mm, that's very wise. Um, talking about fantastic things, um, that's your book. <clears throat> and I really enjoyed reading it. And just to repeat, the, the Secret is You is your book. And we don't have time to go through you know, the entire book. So people can buy it on Amazon and I'll have links in the show notes for where they can buy it. Um, but maybe we can focus on two or three uh, of the chapters um, and then obviously they need to buy the book. But can we start with being proactive and not reactive? I think too many people are waiting 
for business. People are, are waiting for change. They're constantly waiting. I find very few people are proactive anymore. Um, mm. I think a lot of us, you know, I come with a mantra that, you know, um, we're, we're hunters, right? We're not gatherers. If you're an entrepreneur, you're a business owner, you're, you're starting your own thing. You have to be this hunter, the hunter that's going to go out there and find what it is that you're going after every day. And that's where it's being proactive. Mm. Um, being proactive on designing our lives is the most important thing. I see people all the time. They design a kitchen, they design a bathroom, they design a bedroom. We do that, but we don't design our future for what we want. We aren't proactive enough to say, you know what? I need a little of this in my life. I need a little of this in my life. Um, I need to make sure that I'm taking this masterclass for my help me from a, from a, how to use words or how to have a proper conversation or how to sell. I think what happens is, you know, we get out of university and then all of a sudden now we have to get a job. Uh, yeah. We get in a relationship, we start having children and we stop doing the one thing, which is we stop dreaming. When you stop dreaming, you also stop being proactive. Everything else is your hand at something to do here. Do this QED report. Please pull this Excel file for me. Do this. You're doing that on for somebody else's dreams, not for your dreams. And that's what I work with business owners. Don't wait to do things. You, you got a very finite amount of time and this is not a dress rehearsal is time to get up and get moving and being able to design it is by being proactive in your life. Yeah, absolutely. That's fantastic. And, and then it's all about selling. So I, I'm a salesperson mm -hmm. myself and I, you know, go about selling my, myself and my services. And you say you need to have value in yourself and your business. Can you tell us a bit about that and how you can, you know, find that value and just believe in your value as you begin to sell yourself? It is the most ridiculous thing that, that people think that they're selling a product out here. I, I have a cell phone in my hand. I'm not selling this because here's the deal. People can go and research. They have this thing called the internet or Google. Have you heard of it? Right? Like <laughs> I think salespeople have no idea that you as a human being, we have so much more at our fingertips right now. If we're going to be in sales or building a business, what we have to understand is that we are the product that we're selling is ourselves. So the mm. product is how do we looking? How do we approach a room? How do we come in with a smile? How do we come up with our shoulders back? How do you, if it's a fist bump today, I don't know what it is over there, handshake or whatever. Like, how do you, you know, how do you instill that confidence in yourself? You have to be selling you. That's why when I wrote the book, you know, for 21 years, people kept saying to me, how do you go from doing a million to four? And how do you go from four to 16 and 16 to 32? And how'd you build $350 million organization? What's the blueprint? Tell me. Mm -hmm. And when I did this book, I saw that the fail rate was 80% of brand new side hustles are startups. The reason that they, they fail is that they think that it's the product is the secret. They think that it is that they have to understand every feature and benefit. They have to be the closer. No, you have to understand that you have to put time into the asset, which is you. I mean, think about these TikTok stars that are making millions and millions of dollars. Think about the Kardashians. What product are they selling? They're selling themselves. And yeah. then all of these other endorsements come along with it. You have to remember that is the product we are. It starts with us. doesn't mean it ends with us, but it does start with who we are as a, as a person. So getting people to understand that they get to design a life that they choose to design for themselves. Mm -hmm. And once they design it, all of those things that they need to do, committing to a process, commit to the process, detaching from an outcome. And that is so hard because when I talk to small business owners and I've started, you know, I've talked to 250,000 businesses in my 21 years, 
the one thing that I know to be true is all of them have these big BHAG goals. I want to sell six figures. I want to have a million dollar team. I want to do, I, that's what I want to do. And I have to say, okay, great. Here's how awesome. You put it down in your little goal sheet. Wonderful. Now let's get rid of that goal, put it away, put it on a board. You can look at it every day. I'm fine with that. But now let's talk about the processes that are going to build a six figure sales job. Let's talk mm. about the processes that are going to build the million dollar team. Are you willing to make the, the process of how many phone calls are we going to make? How many emails are going to make the text messages? Repetition is the mother of learning, father of action, the architect of accomplishment. And what we talk about is most people get bored with repetition, which is the process. They, they, nobody likes it because it's same, same. It's like eating vanilla pudding every day or vanilla ice cream. I tell people all the time, you better get used to that because the most wealthiest people I know, they literally have a process of when they wake up, what they eat, how many phone calls they make, how many text messages they make. That's how you become successful. I mean, you could hopefully go buy a lottery ticket in some of our states here. Maybe you're able to win that and get, you know, a quick, quick, be rich quick, but it doesn't happen without the processes. And, and have you found there's similar items in the process or do people need to come up with the process themselves and then stick to it? It's individualized. Like my mm-hmm. process wouldn't work for you. I think like a fingerprint, my fingerprint, and your fingerprint are completely different. Yeah, You got to find, I can't push my process on you because you might find that you work differently in peak hours. You might find that you like to work out in the evening and I like to work out in the morning. As long as you're getting that motion that creates emotion, right? As long as you're moving and you're taking care of your asset, which is yourself, as long as you're learning, if it's picking up a masterclass or, or listening to your podcast, right? Somebody's listening Mm. to you is, is saying, you know what? I need to feed myself with good information, good knowledge. I think as long as you're doing those types of processes, it doesn't matter when you do it or it has to be on the same time. Um, I find that very successful people though, they do have a process. When I find unsuccessful people, what they have is they have too much idle time on their hands. And when you have too much idle time on your hand, your mind starts to wonder and you start wondering how you could do things differently or am I doing that right? right? And then the worst happens when you have too much idle time. The comparison, mm. the comparison of how you are to somebody else starts kicking in and you start comparing everything you're not good at and everything everybody else is better than you at. And then all of a sudden there's this thing that sets in and you become paralyzed, paralyzed by not being able to make a choice, paralyzed by not being able to make the movement to move forward. So for, for people that I see are successful, they have a routine, they have a process for the ones that are not successful, but I find them is they have too much idle time on their hands, which too much idle time is a very big issue when with entrepreneurism, building your business and building your brand. And if someone comes to you, as you say, they have, and they want to make, you know, a six figure income and you say, don't focus on the six million income, the six figure income, focus on the process. Do you think that's where the stress comes in? Because I, I was told the same thing. I've got a very large sales target that I'm trying to strive for. And I was getting so stressed that I wasn't going to make that target as a number. And I was told, no, forget about the target in a way, but just do the yep. process. Because if you do the right process, the target will almost take care of itself. That, that's where you, what you're saying as well, hey? 100%. Too many people stress themselves out on the target and stop do they stop doing the process. And then what you find is then they start doing all these other things that are one-offs and they try to start materializing other things that try to get that six-figure income or that big target that they're trying to go after. Business doesn't always happen the same same every month. You know, and I think people get 
people want it to happen that way. People are like, look, I'm trying to go after this. But the processes of how I build a company from a million to 350 million, did I have months I did really bad? Did I have things I didn't do really good in certain times? Yes. If I started overthinking the problem or if I started overthinking new ways to kind of get myself back to that, I always took four steps back. If I just did the processes every month and I was very consistent with it, what I found is I could get myself out of those, those low periods pretty quickly. Um, so again, it does stress a lot of people out. The fear of not hitting your target is it's immense. And people carry that. That's the anxiety that we see that's going on. The anxiety of the fear of the future. Are we going to be good enough? Are we going to hit our target? And what I tell people is as long as you're doing this and doing the processes, just like a diet, you want to lose 20 pounds, right? You might see the scale tip back in week number two, which is typically on most diets because the first week you're losing the water weight or you're losing some of that week two, there's no movement on a scale. Most mm. of the time it doesn't happen to week three, week four, but most people give up after week two is because they're not seeing progress towards their goal. That's where most people fail is that the same thing happens. They're not seeing progress. And so therefore they give up. Something fun and happy is your chapter on gratitude and joy, which you know I've heard a lot about and I try and put it into my life as well focus on the positives. Um, and why do you think that's so important that people focus and have gratitude and joy in their lives? I think you have to train your brain to be positive. We are what we tell ourselves, right? Like if I tell myself and working with 250,000 women business owners, women business owners have a tendency to kind of pick themselves apart. Oh, I'm not good at this. I'm not good enough mom. I'm not good enough at significant other. And so therefore they have this whole attitude that they're going to fail right away. And we have to instill, just like we want to strengthen our arms or strengthen our legs, our chest, we have to strengthen our attitude, our attitude muscle as well by being more positive, by being grateful for the things we have, not for the things that we want. Things that we have, not the things that we want. What I find is that people get the things that they want, why they're going after that is because they start comparing themselves to other people on Instagram, other people on yeah. Facebook, other people around. No, no, no don't want somebody else's chapters. You, you're reading somebody's chapter two to your chapter 10. Don't get yourself into that comparison thing. You have to be grateful for what you have. Be grateful for that and show gratitude and respect. I look, I work off a of grace class and respect every day. And I believe that those are mantras that I want to live by words that I choose to, to lead by. But we got to remember, we are not necessarily born positive people. Mm. We're born negative but what we have to understand is we have to work hard to be positive. And that's why I think that we have to train our brains every day. And that's why attitude is so important and being able to come at it with this, this ability to speak to ourselves, what we truly want to be. And I, I know that sounds kind of wishy-washy to people out there, but it's truly, if you wake up and tell yourself today is going to be a great day, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have this day. I'm going to win this day. I'm going to be the best version of myself. Mm. We start becoming that. Or you have the other way you could do, I, I'm really not good at this. I'm never going to get the money that I deserve. I'm never going to get, you know, it's never going to work out for me. That's, yeah. that's what you have to understand. Which one do you want to be? You want to try something new today? If you're listening to this podcast, I would try something new. I try a different mantra to yourself. I would not keep telling yourself that you're bad. I would not keep telling yourself you're not good enough. Today's the day to change and say, hey, today's going to be a great day. I'm worthy of having a great day. Mm. I deserve to have things in my life. Well, I'm definitely going to go with the first option for sure. <laughs> Wake up every day full of gratitude and maybe even more than I am at the moment. So thank you so much for that, Chris. And there's so much else in your book. I mean, it's just jam-packed with lots and lots of content and information. 
and people need to go and buy it. So the secret is you find it. And I'll, as I said, I'll have the links in the show notes. Um, Chris, can you tell us a little bit more about Pure Romance? Um, what services do you offer? Uh, you know, how do people go about buying your products or engaging with your products and th- that sort of thing? You know, Pure Romance, uh, Pure Romance is 41,000 ambassadors that sell beauty, bath, um, and intimacy products. So we sell them in, a, in, a, in person at, at home parties and we sell them online. So we sell them in Zoom parties, Facebook, different things like that, where people could get together, ask questions. Um, you know, our goal is to how do we keep people together? How do we keep that communication uh, moving forward? But more than anything, we curate the best of the best products for a woman's life. And I think that's the thing that we want to make sure that we continuously do. So if you're looking for great products, looking for great service, go to pureromance.com. You can find everything you need there and more. And it's got a shop section, obviously. When you go into the website, that's where it is. But then on the top, you've got party and host a free party. Do people need to be trained um, to be members of Pure Romance to hold a party? How does that work? Yeah. So the business opportunity to be one of the 41,000 plus people that represent it, you know, the big, the best thing is you're joining a community. You're jo- joining that community of people wanting to see each other succeed. So this is, you don't have to have any, you know, previous sales experience because we will teach that to them. We'll teach them that they don't, they're not selling. Remember, they're not selling a product. We don't teach them how to sell a product. We teach them how to sell themselves. That's why when you look at the secret is you, that's why the importance of understanding, I can teach anybody to sell this, what I, what the hardest thing is they have to learn how to sell this, which is themselves. And, and so if they're interested, pureromance.com, and then you've got a form that they fill in, yep. uh, you know, if they want to engage with you and become a member or a partner with you. Yes, they can go and look at that and they can become a partner, come be, be a member. And we're constantly looking to expand the business across the globe. And, and what is the buzz section about um, within your website? So those are just some of the best of the best products that we get. Like if it's some of the repeat purchases, you know, outside customers say that they love uh, the diff- those different products. It could be your coochie, which is basically coochie is a shave cream, right? Uh, it, 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 it's one of those top products that we sell again, bath line that we have. Um, mm-hmm. and coochie is one of those, those, those products, especially during the summertime when people are definitely shaving their legs a lot more. So great, Chris, thank you. Um, what are your plans for the rest of the year? Are you going to be traveling more, expanding, uh, what are your plans for the rest of 2021? The plans are to continue to keep giving this business opportunity to more people out there that want a side hustle, uh, looking at to, to be able to give more opportunities out there for people to find out having some of the best products out there for women. So uh, we're going to continue to keep moving forward. Last year was great. We had a 50% increase last year in, sure. in business and seeing so many business owners grow last year, which was fantastic. Uh, so we're going to continue that, that, that March into 2021, continuing going into 2022. Awesome. That's fantastic. So thank you so much for taking the time. I really appreciate you speaking to me on your travels and thank you very, very much, Chris, for, for speaking to us about your fantastic book, The Secret Is You. Thank you so much, Lance. I really appreciate you having me today. Thank you, Chris. And I, I hope you, the listener, found this as interesting and useful as I did. Remember, I'll have all the details in the show notes. If you'd like to contact me, then please do. My email is lance at ideastorm.co.za. Um, website is businessbookshelfpodcast.com. Um, if, you know, if you want to know more, more details about Chris or anything like that, email me and I'll, I'll send the email through to him. So until next time, stay well, stay safe and, and all that. Thank, bye-bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.